0: good evening and welcome back to the joint meeting of the board of supervisors and the various citizen boards and our last one this evening is the public safety advisory board citizen advisory board um, i will start this by asking for a roll
1: call roll call starting to my right tina garzola greg phillips charles Ross.
2: lieutenant
0: bernard
1: Jen chairperson greg
0: wax bill jennaway tony hamaday township manager and who do we have?
1: And we have three people online. Bill, could you introduce yourself, please? Bill Giddens. Thank you,
0: Lizzie.
1: Lizzie, Genoa. And Ed. You're unmuted.
2: Okay, we have Ed Mahalik
0: online as
1: well. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Sorry.
0: That's okay. Hi, Ed. Hi, Ed, and Carol Kenny. So thank you all for being here, and I will turn your presentation over to you, Kim. Thank you so much. Um, always a pleasure to come each here and see everybody. Um,
1: just some quick introductions for the year. Um, Sergeant Blaine Lees, who is also one of our members, he is out on training this week, so he's not able to join us, and Shorty Schultz is also not able to join us this evening. So, we were formed in 2019. Um, so, it's been a few years, although 2020 was challenging, we even part of 2021 as well. Um, so, our meetings are still four times a year. This meeting is in lieu of our regularly scheduled April meeting. Um, and then we do additional communications done by email in between meetings. Um, those typically come from either Chief Nolan, Lieutenant Pursuant, or Sergeant Peace. We have we are still comprised of the same core members that we started with, people from Fire and Rescue Services Board, Police Citizen Advisory Board, and Law Ambulance and Rescue Squad Board of Directors. We do currently have one vacancy. Um, and to my knowledge, that has not yet been filled, but we are hopeful that we find somebody interested um, in sharing some time with us. So this year I broke it down in between what we discussed since we were here last in 2021 and what we've just what we've discussed so far in the first half of 2022. So, second half of 2021, we talked about the county crisis team, um, unemployment compensation fraud, which was very far-reaching. And unfortunately, for all sorts of businesses, school districts. Um, you know, I don't think anyone was completely untouched by that. Um, and Blaine and Brendan were hugely knowledgeable in talking people through on the board what to do if that happened to them or or a loved one. Also, we talked through the police hiring process. Um, you know we interviewed quite a few candidates i'm always very fortunate to be able to be a part of that world committee huge huge pr- privilege for me to be able to do so and get to meet all of the applicants that make that part of the process we also discussed of course the flooding in upper Mary that happens you know i believe it was in august of last year um you know and still some some lingering issues especially down in the bridgeport area as well which leads us to the high water vehicle bills favorites um, so that's great to see that we have that. And then fire prevention night was held, um, all was held in October, it was held in October of 2021. And then we also talked, which we talk every meeting, um, is about development in the township and how that impacts the public safety department and the burden on the current infrastructure. Um, unfortunately, our infrastructure is not endless, you know, everything has its has its cap, so we're always very sensitive mm. to that as well. And then what we've discussed so far in 2022 is the high water vehicle training, which was held in March, um, the fire chief search um, since the departure of Dennis Rubin, and the interim balance of duties. Just want to give, take a quick moment and say what a great job Brendan and Blake have done in the interim. They picked up a lot, a lot to do, but fortunately they're both hugely, hugely knowledgeable, so it couldn't have been two sets of better hands um but that has led us to um you know extending obviously an offer to renew fire and ems chief um, had the pleasure of meeting with, him with bill and tom nolan as well um i believe he was starting on may the 16th which would be great um wonderful to have him here give blaine and brendan a little bit of relief um and the end we saw the end result of the police hiring process with the hiring of Stephen dennis who was an aquamarine grad and then joe flint was recently hired as well in for him. we have some we talked about firefighter and ems new hires um and also additional involvement for the citizen board members um what else can we get involved in you know so we we spent our last meeting talking a lot about what we, what we used to do when we were split between three boards and how we had um you know opportunities for additional involvement been a little hard with COVID, of course but we're hopeful that we can get back to, to knowing, you know, all of the police officers, especially some of the newer ones that have come or getting to know our firefighters, our EMS members, and then also, you know, certainly Jim Doxon as well, once he joins as head of fire and EMS. And then we've also talked a lot about the comprehensive plan for 2040. I, I wish it were far away, but it will be here before we know it. So we always need to be cognizant of, you know, what's coming next. So those are really the highlights, you know, I wanted to keep this brief to allow any time for questions that you all may have um, and if anybody else has anything to add, of course.
0: Well, thank you for starters, thanks so much for your participation in this board and all the work that you all do and all the experience and all the knowledge that you each bring uh, from your various backgrounds and it's it's one of, I can't say one of the more important boards. Every board is important for various reasons, but uh, this one especially deals with critical issues in the township and critical services. So from that, that point of view, I can say that it's one of the more important ones um, because this board and the people that you represent specifically on this board deal with life and death, life and death issues literally every single day so thank you for all your all your effort and time and energy that you put on this board and the only other thing i will say as well is how ironic that it was formed in 2019 uh just before covid hit and uh we didn't start it on purpose we know that (laughs) but it was just just ironic that the time we that, and and lucky for us it really was. It, it
1: worked yeah. out very opportunistically that you know the 317, as we knew it was ending, and we were able to form this board in time to merge with Fire and Rescue Services. And then obviously I came over from the Police Assistant Board as well. And it was it was good that we had the opportunity to have a couple of meetings in person before COVID hit, because then you know obviously we had to do things remotely for, for a little over a year. And last year I was the only one was able to come and present so it's nice that we were able to have more members with us this year
0: Absolutely.
1: and it's nice to be back meeting in person but we still do we still do offer a virtual option at our meetings you know but the people's people's schedules have gotten crazier not not better you know and also you know people have varying levels of comfort with COVID. still more very sensitive to that so we will continue to host a virtual option as well and, and yeah. i'll
0: open it to my colleagues as the, lia- as the
3: liaison a simple thank you first of all to the members of the, the board for their continued involvement and and i think that now that we've had this for a year where we've actually had the opportunity to meet and talk and so on i think we're finding areas where this board comprised of three prior boards will bring some value uh, going forward and anytime you consolidate, it's its a struggle to find out how you fit in. But I think we're, we're getting there, uh, particularly in regard to the communication out to the general public and back into the public safety agencies. So that, that's one thing. Second thing, uh, I mentioned it with the last group, but I'll mention it here as well. Sound the alarm where we do the fire detector giveaway. Uh, basically that'll be done in Sweetsburg section uh, I believe it's in two weeks, Sweden, I believe we already did. King of pressure will be later in the uh, summer, early fall. But uh, if you want a smoke detector, if you need a smoke detector, call the fire marshal's office. They will get in touch with the crew. The crew will get in touch with you, and they will come out and install them for free. On the sound of the alarm days, crews will be walking through certain sections of the township, and they will install smoke detectors free of charge uh, in your residences. The high water vehicle, Jen's right, that's been one thing that I have wanted us to obtain for quite some time. Uh, Having seen their value uh, on many, many uh, municipalities that I was uh, intimately involved with because they were clients over the years, ranging from uh, Long Island all the way down to Florida, I saw the value of these these vehicles. And now we have one, people are trained how to drive it. Brendan and then I sat through the class so uh we know where it's at and uh, we can push the start button hopefully not used well yeah but unfortunately we will have to use it and it will come in handy in upper am attach it and we got it we got it uh, cheap we got it really cheap when he's looking at the big picture
0: where is it kept
3: it's kept at the vital roof Fire station uh and it's uh if you want to see it, I'll be more than happy to take you up there to see it.
0: That's a perfect location for it because that's yes. we have water rescue
3: yes, cool. anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the comprehensive plan. Uh <laughs> comprehensive plan and public safety are one of my pet peeves because most public and most comp plans ignore public safety. But in today's world, they don't. Uh they, they shouldn't. So ours will have an, an integral component of public safety in each planning district uh, going forward. And uh, as we get to those, why we will be reaching out. And that's gonna be one great way that our board can reach out to people in those planning districts and get them engaged to at least here it is. What do you think are public safety issues in your portion of the community? And because Perception is reality, and we may not believe it's a problem, but they'll tell us that it's a problem in their mind, whatever it is, whether it's flooding or or maybe they, they believe that they have a high crime rate or maybe they uh, are concerned about children, or whatever the case might be. The last thing that I would mention, uh, we were at the PSAT conference this week, and while I had the opportunity to speak twice, we were approached or I was approached by municipalities throughout the state, multiple municipalities throughout the state. They had heard about one Marion had done in the consolidation of police, fire, EMS, and emergency management into a public safety department. They wanted to know how we did it. They wanted to know how it was doing. And they wanted to know how they could get started doing something like that. So from Erie to south of Pittsburgh, through the central part of the state, all the way over here to the east coast or the eastern side of the state, Municipalities have heard of this without us going out and proclaiming its value. They've heard about it from uh, from inside, and they think that this is the future model. And I don't know if Randall was going to touch on it or not, but we have seen healthcare systems in other parts of the state who have essentially said to the municipalities, we're out of the ambulance business. Go figure it out. And we will stay if you give us X amount of dollars, but basically we're out of business in 90 days and you're on your own. Uh, Crozier was just the last one to inform seven municipalities. Uh, Wellspan did it in central Pennsylvania. They brought in with 18 municipalities. So th- this is a, a trend. We're, we're ahead of it. We don't have to worry about it because we have decided to go the next, the, the futuristic route here and create this public safety department. So that's that's all I have. And I think that uh, you know there are a lot of good things happening, and we just have to continue to uh, to do the right things, make the right investments. Because if you don't have good public safety, nobody wants to come here. Nobody wants to come here to work. Nobody wants to come here to shop or do their business. You know, it is a core element that we are all here for.
1: And we're very fortunate to be led by such a great leader, Tom Milone. I think he does a fantastic job pulling it all together. You know, especially, you know, it's not necessarily been a super easy transition, you know, getting the fire companies, you know, on board, but having a stipend program that's helped in retaining some of the volunteers, you know, bringing over EMS, hiring firefighters, you know, bringing on Chief Rubin, having Chief Rubin leave. You know, Tom has just done a really good job and does an excellent support staff as well that, that helps him always. But I think that leads to our great reputation for public safety. <coughs> You know, having such great leaders here in Upper really helps You have foresight, you know, to do these things. It's better to be proactive instead of reactive.
0: Anyone else? Uh, anyone who is on virtual? Uh, Bill Gittens or? I can't see. That's it Bill see. Lizzie, and anything else? No, I'll be
3: quiet
2: for a change. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> nothing for me
2: either. I want to thank the supervisor for being a great value to our to our board and hope to have good interaction with it. And I'm looking forward to meeting the, uh, the new chief and hope that he can attend some of our meetings also and uh, see what his philosophy is. And we try to bring, bring the, uh, the uh, all the police and fire and EMS together. And uh, keep it going as we're going because calls are consistently on the rise uh, for EMS and police, and uh, it's a burden. And uh, the chief has a lot to do with uh, manipulating all the, all the uh, interactions that go on there. So that's all I have like to say.
3: But one session that I was at at psats it came up that uh, this this municipality wanted to disband its police department because they don't have a lot of crime, and when they do, it's it can be handled by the state police, they said. And, and I raised my hand and I said, our police are really public safety professionals. They respond to auto accidents, which aren't necessarily crimes. Uh, they respond to civilian requests anytime they run into a situation where the civilian believes that they are threatened or there's a hazard or there's a problem, or they need help. I said police officers are there for a whole lot more than just to respond to criminal incidents. And Brenna, do you remember what the numbers were for last year for total calls that the police responded to? Typically it's between thirty-five and 40,000. Do the math. Okay, that's a lot of calls. And the numbers I saw for fire and EMS were running about five fire calls a day and about 15 to 18 EMS calls a day right. since the first right. of the year. Those numbers are significantly higher than they were five years ago. Mm
2: -hmm. One thing you touched on earlier, I just want to touch real quick, it's a big concern in the community right now is the mental health support. And part of the Crozier component that is getting a little bit missed, everybody's focusing on the EMS, is actually Crozier's the primary crisis center for Delaware County. A lot of the crisis services are going to be shutting down. Um, Just to let everybody know what is going on in Upper Marion, what Montgomery County has uh, at their disposal. Building 50 is doing very well in terms of organization. They are uh, receiving a lot of inpatients. Usually they can handle 50 to 55 patients depending on the level of care that's required. If they have to do a lot of one-on-one care, that number can drop. And there's seven hospitals in Montgomery County can also provide services. But because of the number of people that need care right now, a lot of long-term capabilities are under stress. But Montgomery County is not facing um, the challenges in terms of Facility shutdowns that you're seeing around us. And as an agency, we've been sending our fire and mess staff and our police staff continually mental health crisis training, not just for self care, but also for caring with the community. Uh, our entire patrol unit is trained at the basic crisis intervention level uh, with Montgomery County. That started 2004. Aside from our two recent hires, we'll be attending shortly. Um, and department wide, nearly 90% of our officers have that training. Um, so that's been a, a the main focus, not just the police department also firing us as well
0: within our public safety department. Good to hear about the ongoing training as well. That's that's an important component, whether it's for police or fire or EMTs. Uh, that's an important component all across the board to keep everyone up to, up to, up to date on the latest information, yes. the latest laws, the latest uh, processes, and so on. We're constantly making
2: adjustments, like the uh, the entrance of the access Montgomery County Mental Health Access Team rotating through our department, um, utilizing that instead of a response. Um, We found has paid dividends with with some members of the community that are going through a mental health crisis that don't necessarily need the emergency response or police or EMS. Um, So we've seen a great advantage in working with different partners that are not used to the storm.
1: One thing this board was considering doing prior to the pandemic or we're going to go ahead and do was to create the position of a resident services coordinator to be able to help people before they get to the edge before they need um, to deal with police or mental health professionals maybe it's time that we can to consider that once We
0: well, reach out to you and reach out to the county with something like that as well we still have a person downstairs, correct? We do have the rotate. That's the access. We never
2: normal access. But they're, domic- they're,
3: domic- they're domic- here.
2: They, they rotate through. They usually come through one day a week but their base at So many times they're in Upper Mary, even if it's not on one of the regular days that they're here. Uh, so we're working on getting them here more, but um, other police departments are interested as well. <laughs> the sure. itself, but they're also looking to hire additional staff so they can be present to those locations more because when they get the information,
0: face to face from us. Uh,
2: sometimes we found that saves a lot of time versus a family member or a neighbor calling and getting bounced around in various phone systems and other other partners involved. Uh, so it's worked out really well for us.
1: And they're crisis, so they
2: learn action. They do. Another thing you the two new police officers actually
3: come in with a good knowledge of upper marine township. Uh, Steph one was an upper marine grad. And Joe was a living firefighter in King of Prussia uh, for a couple of years. So they actually came in knowing the streets, uh, knowing the community, uh, much more than somebody coming
0: from the community. Two good guys. We look forward to meeting them as well. And uh, thank you. Thank you all for all your work on this board. And of course, supporting uh, our public safety officers in. At every step, at every level. So, thank you to those of you who are on uh, virtual as well. And with that, uh wish everyone good night. And uh, we are done for the evening. And this is the last board. Go home and re- rest and relax. And thank you to our viewers. All in favor? Uh, aye. Okay, we are adjourned. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Thank you for <laughs>